Morning, all. Um, it's been a while since I've been here. For sure it has. I want to say thank you to uh, Mick Mulcahy for uh, doing a superb job while I was away and indeed to all of my own team too. Seamus and to Kevin and to Claire and to Mark and all of the gang. Um, it's uh, first first day back. So was a difficult day back. Life life goes on. It's it's the circle of life. But there were so many people involved, uh, particularly in the, in the last few months of my of my father's life, uh, that I didn't want this opportunity to go without at least saying a few words about the care that he received. And I and I mention this now at this point in time because God knows. Uh, on this program and many others like it and criticism of our health service uh, and much of it is is accurate criticism of, of systems and, and indeed uh, political goodwill uh, towards our health system or making it run better and I know that there are issues at the moment with, with the children's hospital and botched spinal operations of children or what have you but that's that's for another day. Um, I know that in the case of my my own father's care over the last couple of years the care was absolutely phenomenal, and uh, a lot of it, a lot of it, I didn't see obviously, but I certainly did see over the past. Uh, if I was to narrow it down to the period of about a week to ten days, then I certainly did see our health system and our healthcare professionals uh, working and doing the job that they love so professionally uh, and with so much with so much sincerity and compassion. Um, he was in the care of the bonds. Uh, originally when things took a turn and he started to go uh, downhill at one stage then he he would have moved to uh, the St. Clair's ward at St. Finbar's Hospital and eventually, sadly, uh, spent some time in the GB ward at the CUH where he passed away. I say sadly because it was there that he he passed away. Uh, But the care leading up to that was absolutely phenomenal and our our health system, when you're in it and indeed, certainly with the case of end of life, uh, I could not criticise at all. I actually sometimes was speechless and in awe at the people doing their jobs right across the spectrum uh, of our health service and indeed our hospitals and all those involved in it. Um, I, I remember he, he at one stage would have come out of um, St. Clair's and we hoped that we could have had him home for a longer period of time and it, it put a little room together at home. From We converted the dining room and put in um, uh, a hospital bed and all the different medical aids that he would have needed um, but unfortunately that only lasted for a week and maybe about a week later things took a turn for the worse and um, the kindness and compassion that was shown by say for instance the, the doctor on call from South Dock uh, and, the, and the doctor that came out, he was just so so kind um, and then when it was realised that actually you know what this isn't going to work here and in fact we need to make uh, a change right now the ambulance that was called took under seven minutes uh, to arrive at our front door. Seven minutes. I, I just That just blew me away. Then you had the paramedics who did just a wonderful, wonderful job. Kind, compassionate, professional, quick, knew exactly what they were doing. And I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who was part of his care. Um, not just in the last week or ten days, but all along his, his journey. Um, He's very proud of the work that I did on air, actually, and, and listened every day and never missed a program. And he was he ended up being so, I suppose, fanatical about the show that he would get up an awful lot in the middle of the night and listen to repeats. Could you imagine that? Bad enough listening to the daytime program without getting up in the middle of the night and listening to the repeat of it. But you know what I found? One of the things that I had never actually witnessed before was uh, the power of RIP.ie. Um, we had the mass obviously and then we had the funeral and we had the wake at home and, and things like that and all of that was lovely but the wonderful tributes and kind things that people say in the condolence section of RIP.ie 
is a fabulous, I'm sure, I hope you'd agree with me on this, it's a fabulous consolation to families and loved ones whose loved one has passed away. And, and over the last four or five days, I have found myself going back there two or three times a day just to read the new ones. Um, it, it's very comforting, actually. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful app. I never really had realised how powerful it is until... And, 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 and you want to see uh, kind messages for the loss of a loved one, don't you? You, you? you feel that they deserve it. And when you see it, it's just a wonderful thing. So I hadn't really realised that, actually, the, the actual condolences on RIP.ie make a, make a very big big difference. I won't say any more than that, um, and because life is, of course, you know, sometimes can be cruel, but our, it's the circle of life that we have a start, a middle and an end. Uh, my father lived to almost 90. He would have been 90 in April of next year. The long life, and I hope it was a happy one. I believe it was. We all have our trials and tribulations in life. None of us are outside of that remit I suppose but um, to everybody who sent lovely kind messages and, and cards and texts to me thank you all so much I really and duly appre- do appreciate every single one of them and I say that on behalf of all of the family back after the break Talk to Neil Prenderville now 0818 Cork's Red FM Here's a question I have for you this morning text 0868 was yesterday's event at Dáil Éireann a message to politicians or indeed a step too far it dominates much of the newspapers this morning one has to wonder whether it was our own mini Capitol Hill moment yesterday where Gardaí I'm reading from the Star this morning had to escort TDs through a raging mob who trapped them inside the Dáil for over two hours yesterday. Amongst them was the Kerry TD, Michael Healy Ray, whom the protesters roared insults at, describing him as a piece of SHIT and an effing traitor. Eventually, Gardy had to bring him to safety. The Mirror this morning describes it as a hung doll, where they say demonstrators held gallows with a noose around a doll's neck and pictures of senior politicians upon it. Um, the Tawnish to Hall Martin said it was unacceptable reprehensible. There were 13 arrests there uh, yesterday by Angarda Shikona. So intimidating protests held to mark the first day of the new Dáil term is how it's described this morning in the Star. Some of the protesters that had the gallows um, and on the gallows with the noose around a doll's neck were pictures of senior politicians including Leo Varadkar and the Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou MacDonald. Um, amongst them uh, were protesters who were shouting uh, you're filth, you're worse than a piece of SHIT and this was directed at Michael Healy Ray you're an effing traitor you scumbag you dirty effing dog uh, this morning the mail says that regular uniformed Gardaí were supported by plain clothed units and the public order unit had a soft cap approach mode but uh, there were arrests at these uh, ugly protests the echo this morning um, deals with uh, Michael or sorry with uh, Donegal Lira from Sinn Féin his um, interpretation of what happened because he was caught up in the middle of it he says that no one will prevent him from doing his job he says that uh, he was uh, elected and very proud to represent the people of my home city he says I go to Dublin every week to do that and I won't be deterred by anyone from doing that. He was prevented from entering the Oroctus complex by the protesters and eventually Donegal Era had to be escorted for his own safety down Kildare Street by four uniformed Gardaí. So protesters target TDs is the front pager making this morning's echo. I'll talk a little bit more about what the protesters actually are protesting about in Ireland in 2023. There are other stories making the papers this morning and one or two of them happens to be COVID related. 
You know that there, the Irish Times this morning says there are 30 care homes now in Ireland that could face criminal investigation that possibly needs repeating criminal investigation depending on the results of a guarding inquiry that's going on into the death of a woman as a residential home during COVID in 2021. Now, <clears throat> I can't name the home, although we did talk about these uh, various sad stories on the air during and after COVID, but Gardia are examining the care received by one woman in a county Cork home in the period leading up to her death, which occurred during one of the worst periods of the pandemic. And what they're investigating is potential gross negligence manslaughter. It's very, very serious. Now, the care home in question saw a large number of fatalities in the first 18 months of the pandemic, which began in uh, early 2020. So while that's happening, nursing homes make the newspapers as well in other ways because 10% of nursing homes in this country have now closed and over 600 residents have had to move accommodation because of the closure of various nursing homes. There is no real update, actually, with regards to uh, Beaumont Nursing Home, uh, and I hope to maybe um, you know take another look at that story, see if there's been any developments in it uh, in the coming days. But um, The Independent this morning then talks about disposable vapes. Now, we did have a change in the law earlier this year where um, there, it's, there's a ban now on the sale of vapes to children but yet you still do see an awful lot of uh, secondary school kids vaping and they're vaping the flavoured disposable vapes. So that's what's next on the agenda now. A ban on disposable vapes, vapes and a crackdown on flavours and they come in all sorts of flavours including cherry and menthol and you know, bubble gum and everything that you can think of flavour-wise uh, can be put into vape liquid. But now this is the latest one, disposable vapes banned completely and a, then a ban on all flavoured vapes as well. Uh, of course, the whole idea at the start with regards to vapes was to help people to come off cigarettes, but they have very much now been targeting uh, young people and uh, underage people and teenagers. The city will be car-free this Saturday. Your thoughts on that are welcome. It's a story making the Cork Independent today saying we're going to have our first car-free day in the city centre on Saturday from midday until half past six. Now, it's not the entire city. I believe the quays and the bridges will be open, but Patrick Street and the North Main Street and Corn Market Street and Castle Street and Adelaide Street and places like that. Buses and taxis will be able to access Patrick Street normally. But people are being encouraged to um, uh, get out of the car and to come in by foot or by bicycle or public transport and enjoy the streets without traffic. Unfortunately, the weather won't make that um, a very nice um, experience, particularly if you're walking or cycling, because it'll be very wet and windy across the weekend. But also the Cork Independent this morning says that more Cork people want more trees in the city. They want more green spaces in the city. And interestingly, they want less cars in the city. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting piece of research because, of course, we have the most expensive trees that were ever put on this planet and they were bought there at the cost of nearly what was it, 400 grand a couple of years back. And those are the robot trees. I don't think they're the kind of trees that people actually want. They want actual uh, trees and less traffic. So your thoughts on that are also welcome. Text 0868-104-106. Interestingly, in the times that we live at, it's good to see that Board Gosh now have decided to follow Electric Ireland, Energia, Flow Gas and Airtricity in reducing their electricity and their gas prices. Unfortunately, they haven't gone so far as, say, Energia did by reducing by up to 20%. Borgash have gone for 15.5% and nowhere near 
what Flowgas did when they reduced their electricity and their gas by 30%. But I suppose it's something. And the problems of RTE continue with regards to the licence fee. It's a front page of making the sun today. It's two th- it says research, they did a survey, where two-thirds of the nation want their television licence fee axed and a different way of uh, RTE funding itself. So over 60,000 fewer people have paid their licence fees since the controversy, which kicked off because of Ryan Tuberty started uh, earlier this year. And for those that will text and ask, have I paid my licence fee? Have I renewed it? I've paid it every single year, uh, sometimes late, but I've always paid it. But this year, to answer your question, no, I haven't renewed it yet. There's more and more people filling their, their cars with either petrol or diesel and driving off. They call it drive-offs. It's a story making the Cork Independent today where they're talking about a huge spike in filling station drive-offs across County Cork and it's described as being concerning from Gardaí. Have you ever done it, I wonder? Have you ever done it by mistake and not meant to do it? Because here's what happens if you fill your car with petrol and you drive off. Petrol station relies that you haven't paid for your petrol, right? And they have CCTV on the forecourt. So they get your registration number. They then call on Garda Shikana and the guards either ring you, usually ring you first and say, you're the owner of such and such a car and they give you an opportunity to go back. That happens most of the times. I mean, there might be the odd time when they won't get the car, Edge. I know of one or two people who in the past have inadvertently forgotten to pay. They've gone in and bought something else and forgot to pay for the fuel, for instance. But they've all, they've all got calls from the Gardaí. Uh, don't know of anyone that actually got a knock on the door. That's probably what happens next if you don't go back to pay for the fuel. It can be a substantial amount of money. Like it could be 60, 70, or depending on the car, up to 80 grand, 80, 80 euro with regards to how much you owe. Um, but anyway, just wondering if everybody's involved in a, a drive-off and inadvertently forgot to pay. Text 0868104106. There are other colliery stories which I'll come back to with the course in the morning, but when I get to our phone calls, lines are open. Text 0868104106. The number one talk show in Cork. If it's happening in Cork, Neil is talking about it. The Neil Prendeville Show on Red FM. So to events yesterday in Dáil Éireann, I explained there with regards to what the papers had to say in the matter. Um, yesterday was the first day of the return. We have some serious politicians who aren't here uh, at the moment, including Micheál Martin, who's actually away in New York. Um, but there were many who turned up for the first day back. Um, and uh, apparently, um, at one stage, bottles were being thrown at TDs as they were entering uh, Dáil Éireann and Leinster House. And I heard this morning on RT that urine was also thrown, um, as well as many, many insults. Um, I want to chat with some people who were there, actually, yesterday, going about their business. And, of course, much of the criticism of yesterday's protest is, is that it shouldn't happen to politicians. OK, I get that. But there was an awful lot of civilian staff who were also going in and out of the door yesterday um, about their business. But anyway, enough of me. Uh, Jerry Bottomer is Cahirlik of the Shannad, and he may well be able to give us a flavour of how bad it was yesterday. Jerry, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you this morning? I'm good. Is that the question there, whether it's a message to our politicians or finally, finally, a step too far that led to 13 arrests? Your thoughts? Well, well, first of all, the events of yesterday were nothing but toggery. And we live in a democracy where the primacy of our elections, our ballot box, where every person, whether you're whoever, your vote is equal and you can vote for whoever you want. And our parliament reflects the people's decision. And my point is that the people who are elected to parliament have a mandate put there by the people. Secondly, members of staff who work 
in a variety of roles in Leinster House, in the Oireachtas, whether they're members of the media, whether they're staff in the parliamentary community, and we all cherish the free and fair press, and we cherish and respect our democracy. Yesterday was an attack on the state. It wasn't about politicians of any type, it was about all of the state. And that's why it's important that we reflect upon the gravity of yesterday, Neil. Uh, and it's not its not acceptable to say politicians are fair game. They're not. But you accept we that people poli- are entitled to protest outside the, 100%, the parliament? 100%. Absolutely 100%. And I've, I go, I, in fact, I could make the point to you that every summer I march in a protest which is called Pride, as an example. Mm. So the answer is yes, the right to protest. But if you listen to Liam Herrick and I, I, the Irish Council of Civil Liberties and others, there's a point where you cross, and that was yesterday. So even the Irish Council for Civil Liberties, who would be very much behind people's right to protest, saying this is a step too far. Well, yes, and if you heard Liam Herrick in morning, this morning, he was very clear on, on, on the type of behaviour yesterday. But for me, Neil, yesterday was about uh, a group of people, a minority, who were vocal and physical and vitriolic, uh, taking a position outside Leinster House to protest about whatever they wanted to. Um, and, and Miriam Lord this morning said there was no coherence in the message. My point is the right to protest is sacrosanct. The right of parliamentarians to attend the House's Rockers is equally sacrosanct. And the rights of workers to go to their work place in terms of health and safety, without being worried or feared, fearful for their for their well-being, is something we shouldn't compromise on. Okay, you and talk about it being talk- vocal. It certainly was. We know of the gallows. We know of the photographs yeah. of the doll hanging by a rope. But physical? I mean, how bad was it? Well, if you if you saw the videos of of, of people like of members like Michal, uh, Michael Healy Ray, or of Donna Colary. Um, members of staff were, were spat out, where Jira had bottles of urine thrown at them, um, or plastic bags of urine, rather. Uh, there was other, you know, shouting and roaring, intimidatory behaviour in their faces. And I'm conscious that there's 13 people today arrested and two before the courts, I believe, this morning. So I don't want to say anything that would prejudice that outcome. But what I want to say is that I respect the right of people to protest. I, I, I'm a politician of 17, 16 years, and you're up to 20 years in public life. The right to vote in elections I've won in last elections, that's democracy. But President Biden in America yesterday spoke about political violence having no place in democracy. Similarly, the tuggish behaviour yesterday has no place in, in, our, in our democracy, in our republic. And, and if we cherish the right of us to come on your programme and have different viewpoints, then yesterday was an attack on that. Because you can have people on your programme differing with me or agreeing with me, and I, but likewise... That is healthy for our democracy. That's healthy for our society. But what happened yesterday was a group of people who who were attacking the state. It didn't matter whether it was a political party of the left or the right. It, it was about all of the states being attacked. Um, and, and that's not good. The other point I would make, Neil, is, and the point I've been making in terms of the review of the policing of yesterday, is that the area outside Leinster House, in the context of, of, of Kildare Street going on to Molesworth Street, and Merrion Square, uh, going on to to, 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 to Merrion Street, there should be a sterile area there where members of the Oireachtas who have a right to attend their workplace and members of staff who have a right to attend their workplace uh, should be able to get in and out. Uh, having that you're saying not that, that, that security shouldn't start at the railings or the gates. You're talking about cordoning off access streets to the doll as well from people. What I'm saying is that there should be an avenue for people to come and go to their work and, and to be able to attend and get in and get out. That, I, I'm not... I'm not 
I'm not in any way trying to negate uh, or, or, or dilute the right to protest. What I'm saying is, in, in, in our parliament, in our parliamentary community, there should be no issue with access and egress for members or members of staff or those who work in the parliamentary community that is in Leicester House and whatever service they provide. Because you had people yesterday who were sitting in their cars for two to three hours unable to leave. You had young children. What, unable um, to, just to say, why were they unable to leave? Were they blocked in? Blocked in, yeah. If you looked at, if you saw the photographs from the back of Merrion Square going out onto Merrion Street, Merrion Square, there were members uh, of staff, members of the Oireachtas, unable to leave. There was a, a member of the of the house had her child in the car. Uh, and, and that kind of behaviour, Neil, is unacceptable. I, I've, I, I have no issue with, with, and I've been involved in, in many campaigns and I've chaired the health committee where we had issues around the, to repeal the Eighth Amendment, marriage equality, where there were different viewpoints. Uh, the IFA this week protested against the Nitrous Directive. They didn't engage in that kind of intimidatory behaviour uh, with members of political parties. Uh, today, the ploughing chat which was going on, there was conversations and uh, going on with the farming community about issues around climate yeah. change yeah. in a respectful manner. My point is, yesterday was an attack on democracy. We must always respect democracy and our right to be different if we choose to be different from each other. But I, I respect you as a broadcaster being able to do your work. I might agree with everything you said in your programme, but that doesn't mean that I want to shut your programme down. Okay. It means I listen so that I can engage. And, and similarly, there are people who don't agree with me, but they, we engage in a respectful manner. Yesterday was, was an attack on, on everything about our state. So my fundamental point yesterday, in, in, in the context of what I'm calling for in the review of the police, is one, a policing plan, and secondly, that a sterile area in front of Leinster House on, on those streets that I mentioned would be allowed, able for members and staff to come and go, whilst at the same time, protests being allowed to continue. Every morning, Lee, when you walk through Leinster House, there could be a potential person making a protest about an issue, whether it's in health or education, or school transport or whatever. And they talk to you and they engage with you in a respectful dialogue. Yesterday was not a dialogue, was not respectful. It, it was actually bordering on dangerous. And, and, and I made okay. the point in, in early interview this morning, we could have had a Joe Cox moment. Um, and I'm not being alarmist. Joe Cox the was killed in 2016. She was shot and stabbed um, by extremists, an extremist in West Yorkshire. She was a sitting Labour MP at the time. And if you saw the video footage of, of Donnick O'Leary, who's a TD from Cork, and, and Michael Hilly Ray, like, the Gardaí were there with them. Now, I would pose the question, what happens if the Gardaí weren't there? Yeah. And I think all of us would agree, Neil, that that type of behaviour has no place in a civilised democracy. And I understand there's issues about many different issues, and I fully am cognizant of all them, um, but that doesn't mean that we can lose, you know, the right to, to, to have that civilised conversation about whether it's energy, whether it's about immigration, whether it's about LGBT rights. Well, it whatever. is about all those things, and it's about Ireland first, and that Ireland um, should be just for the Irish, that Ireland is full, that we're teaching our children too many things about sex at too young an age. They would be, I imagine, probably very pro-life as well. Um, um, I know one of the other but, but, platforms is um, uh, complete 32-county sovereignty, things like that. I, I have no issue with people having viewpoints uh, but it's how you communicate, it's how you advance your cause. And yesterday was was not a good day for, 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 the, for those people who, who showed no respect for democracy, who showed no respect for law and order. Um, and, and that's the reality. And, and we have to make that quite clear. Uh, these people were intimidatory. They, they had no respect for anybody of any hue, 
whether they were members of staff who were doing whatever job they were doing. They were in, a few spoke to members of staff yesterday who are not politically, okay. yeah. who are going into, you know, do their work, work in whatever function they were doing in Leinster House. Their job was in the, in the, within the precinct of, of, of Leinster House. They were afraid. They were upset. Um, and, and that's not political. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a political person. I, I'm well used to the cut and trust of politics. But those people are, are don't, first of all, need to have that type of behaviour, trust upon them, and second, have to endure that. And I would make the point to you, Neil, imagine you coming out of your, out of your, your, your building in, on, on Corrigan Road, being unable to get home, or members of your staff working with you being prevented from leaving their place of work to go to their family members and having to sit in the car for two or three hours whilst their family members get picked up from school or were waiting for their mum or dad to come home. That's what I'm talking about here mm. in terms of some of the members of the parliamentary community. Mm. Mm. Do you, it, it seems to me that in the past few months that the heat seems to be turned up much more with regards to protests and, uh, uh, and, and, and confrontation uh, and unease. Is it destined to even get worse, do you think? I mean, well, um, what, what, what kind of... What, what kind of Precautions are politicians taking in general? Um, you know, in their at their constituency office, their own security, in their own homes. Anything on that? Well, first of all, the Kiancola and I have set up the, the task force on and the, the safety of politicians and the future of politics in terms of members' interest and, and, and staff. And then, secondly, there is a, there is a, a, an amount of uh, money available to members of the office to to secure their offices or their or their homes based upon the advice of members of Angarda Shikana because there has been an increase in the protests by people at politicians' houses. We saw them, uh, you know, in our own city. We've seen them at the Avraika or other ministers, um, and that's unacceptable. And then secondly, we've always had protests at our offices, <clears throat> and that's fair enough. Uh, and it's civilised in the majority of cases. It's, it's, it's very amicable, if I can say that, and people do engage. But there is an element now that is becoming... Toxic, vitriolic, uh, unmanageable, uh, driven in part in some cases by uh, post-COVID conspiracy theories and different things. Um, and, and, and whatever happened during COVID has given a, a release to certain elements within society to become this toxic, vitriolic um, type of manifestation of, of humanity. And that's worrying, Neil, okay. because we live in a democracy. And, and I mean this genuinely, right? I don't mind how people vote once they vote and they can vote against me or for me that's their prerogative and that's the choice that we fought for and, and today and I put up my tweet deliberately the tricolour flies over our parliament to show that the tricolour that is our flag is the people's flag not the one that we saw yesterday wrapped around some people but the point I would make also Neil is and you, answer, you asked a good question that our language and our words online and, and in general in our conversations, in our interviews as broadcasters, as media as politicians, as members of society does matter and I think we need to all reflect upon what we say and how we say it because yesterday shows that there's a group of people who don't respect anything about the state, uh, who are there just to serve themselves and to put forward their own point of view at, at whatever cost and that's not good for democracy. Well, to, to some extent, to some extent, one might say, in spite of what happened yesterday, there are protesters who are at the same time trying to highlight what they believe is wrong about Ireland, Irish society, and the politicians who are supposed to have their hand on the tiller. Um, you know, but, we, but 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 Neil, the answer is, politicians of all hues do have their hand at the tiller, and there was a there was a demonstration yesterday, a protest and a violent behaviour against 
all politicians. Okay. It wasn't about okay. the, it wasn't about the government. It was about all politicians. And my point to you and to your listeners this morning is, we have an election. We have local elections and European elections. We have general elections. We, you know, election referenda. That's the power of the ballot box. Okay. And whether we, if, and my point to you is this: government, as in the state, in the main, works. To, for the benefit of the society, whether it's through social welfare, education, health, and we have flaws and we have challenges 100%. But I would ask you this, name one democracy that doesn't. But I mean, in our case, in our case, our government, whatever that government, and it's not about the government as in the ministers, it's the apparatus of state works to try and make life better for people in the main. We get it wrong, absolutely. In the main, there's lots of good things in our country that are working for people. And okay. that's why yesterday is an attack on all of us. It's an attack on the state. Let me get uh, the thank you for that. Much obliged, Jerry Butterman. Get the thoughts of the Sinn Féin Cork East TD, uh, Pat Buckley, who I believe had to go in a back door yesterday because it got so bad. Pat, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Uh, how bad was it? Yeah, it was. I, I was listening to things of uh, Baltimore there, and I would echo everything you said, to be honest with you. It was very nasty. I had uh, meetings with people yesterday. I had a couple of father and son that got uh, very badly verbally abused when they were already coming into the house to meet me for a meeting. Um, my, my, my point, I suppose, is the fact that uh, I, I actually can't think of anyone that has actually come to me uh, constructively or not even come to me at all, you know, to view their concerns. So did you at one stage try and go through the front doors? I wouldn't even waste my time. I, I'm too short-fused, unfortunately. And where there's an action, there's an instant reaction. And I guarantee you there'd be a lot more headlines. So you thought best, because you thought best you might kick off to mammy, go in. A, yeah. do, do what Mammy says. I put it that way, Neil. And that's being honest, but you know me, I'm straight talking. And I mean, to me, if I had been assaulted by any of them, I would be taking that as an action where there would have to be an instant reaction, which I would call uh, self-defence. And I, I, I just, you know, I wouldn't trust myself in that. But the point here is, uh, my question would be, they're against everything. They're against everybody. No matter what person tried to come in here yesterday, or even tried to leave here yesterday, staff, visitors, they were all abused. Like, I mean, people have a right to protest, certainly. There, I mean, there seemed to be, there seemed to be quite an amount of pushing, and I'm told there was some kicks thrown as well, was there? There was. There was, there was, there was. I won't say who, no, but... I, I know one or two that were physically assaulted. Uh, but as I said, I mean, I mean, they seem to be against everything, but they don't tell us what they want. Yeah. Have had, you and know, just with regards to politicians in general, uh, talk about, do you, have you any security issues now or do you ever, li- do the guards ever liaise absolutely. with you or give you advice? Yeah? Like what? I've had the crime prevention officer into my office to sweep the office to put in extra security. I have put two extra cameras and lights on my own house. I'm getting rid of the letterbox, even though I only replaced it a number of weeks ago. But I'm now getting rid of that. Why? Of the stuff that comes, the stuff that comes through the letterbox. Like what? Uh, envelopes and powder and dust inside them and stuff like that. That's my family home. I mean, if it's me, if they're not happy. So, with do you me, instruct people at home not to open the mail? I do. I absolutely do. Anything that has Pat Buckley TD on my postal home address, do not open it. Or anything that arrives that's not labelled or named at all, don't open yep, it. Absolutely, touch it. No, that's the way it is. Yeah, powder or, or, or dust or so. But do you, do you get do you get vile, abusive letters? You would, you would, you would, and you'd get picture frames with pictures and stuff. And it's 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 gone beyond a joke. I mean, 
you know me of old and where I came from. I got involved in politics to make a change. And like Senator Bottomer said, there's elections every, every so often between locals and general and European. If you want to change something, I mean, especially in politics, I mean, we, we argue in the chamber, we argue in committees, but it's, it's, it's refined. You get your point across and you, you come out some days and you'll have a victory and you'll feel happy and other days you'll be extremely angry. But that's how the democracy works. Where I see it at the moment is it's like they want this democracy, as they call it, governed by few. But they haven't set out anything. I know there was one instance there where a lady stood up yesterday outside of Leinster House to say whatever she was about to say. And somebody else in that crowd took the mic off that lady and taught her to go back to her own country. So it is that disjointed out there. But the one thing that they have got together is hate. And I've had incidences already in my constituency with those individuals. Mm, mm, mm. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I, I decide... You're talking about racist incidences, are you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And even personal attacks on me when you're going to peaceful, um, you know, events and stuff. I've had the phones with the camera stuck on my face and so on and so forth. It's probably a part of the job. It's not a great part of the job. Mm. But when it starts coming to my family members and stuff, that's when... Pardon the point, but I wouldn't say it. Well, in the shit at the fan. Yeah, well, you, you, you wouldn't take it, you say. You would react no, to it no, and you have no, to no, mind no, you. Yeah, well, well, you are aware, and I, and, I, and I don't know where we're at with regards to whatever happened with the Lord Mayor, but uh, in a recent protest downtown, I, I of course. I can remember that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I can the, remember that as well. I mean, yeah, we, we're not in it. The, the majority of people are in, in politics, especially, despite what some of your listeners will phone in later, but uh, it's actually to change things and change things for the better. I mean, I can say it here, you know me of old. When I lost my brothers back in 2000, that time, I did an interview with you and I was very upset and so on and so forth. You stroll on to 2017, I'm the spokesperson for a political party, Sinn Féin in the Dáil on Mental Health, the Assisted Decision-Making Capacity Bill, the Decision Support Services, they're all in place now. So you can change things. Yeah. Well, you these know. people that were outside last night or yesterday were against everything and against everybody. And anybody that had attachment to the front gate or the back gate of Lynn's house yesterday okay. seemed to be their enemy, okay. which is totally okay. wrong. I mean, staff were extremely distressed here yesterday. Okay, got a lot of text on this, which I, which I actually do yeah. want to go through. Um, um, and I hope to speak with Donegal here a little later on because I know that he, he's actually at a funeral right now and I, and I respect yeah. that. But um, uh, he's front and centre because he, he did run the gauntlet of the front door yesterday, as you're aware. Yeah, 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 I'm well aware of it. Yeah, he was he was one of those that was in the hotel. Yeah. yeah, he was what? There, there was meetings across the road in the hotel, and you know we have to go to these meetings and stuff, and that's part of our job. But unfortunately, these things happen. But it's absolutely uh, it's deplorable. Is it, po- deplorable. Is it is it possible just to walk into a, a TD's office, um, you know, during clinic times or any time, or is there are there buttons now for access into say where? Where a TD would hold constituents. My office was always open five days a week. You could walk in and so on and so forth. But now it's gone to the stage where we're now going to have to have the camera on the door. You make your appointment. You come to the door. You're on camera. You're you're identified and you're buzzed in. If that's you, it's gone that bad. Wow, that is that is a big step, isn't it? But you have to, Neil. I mean, I have to think of my staff and their families as well. I mean, they're doing a job, and in fairness to do, I am blessed with the people that I have. And the amount of work they do that nobody will ever see, only right. the people that actually come in directly. Okay. okay. Uh, let me get some let me get some calls and texts on this. Thank you so much, Pat Buckley. Take care of yourself for now. Uh, line three is Pat.
Pat. Pat, good morning. Good morning. Now, you wanted to pick up on what we're chatting about this morning. Um, do you see any of the videos of the photographic evidence of yesterday at Leinster House? I saw them, yes, and as I said, it was a bit over the top. Uh, it was disgraceful, um, dear. But now, what I did say um, uh, in the past there is people have different levels that they'll express their anger with. And I'm not saying um, what went on there yesterday, there was a certain element of people that were uh, totally out of control and anybody who would condemn what went on yesterday was a bit over the top. Well, Jerry, what we call them a mob of thugs? Yeah, well, that's what possibly they can call them. But, like, I think politicians need to be very careful when they're actually uh, using terms and categorising people because all you're doing is, as I said, these people have a different level of anger and all you're doing is is exploding that. So, uh, you know, there was comments even on radio there this morning uh, that these people would be better off go out and get a job for themselves and all this is just... By a politician, was it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, but like people, um, they don't want to explode these uh, very angry people. Now, you had um, Jerry on there a minute ago, they're talking about the politicians are doing the best and whatever. Now, I can't see that myself because what we have in this country, and you'll have the same now with this uh, controversy with the children's hospital at the moment. Oh, we learn lessons from this. Uh, we'll get on with this. You saw and you have people on your show. Why in the name of God would somebody get angry with politicians about what is allegedly going on in the children's hospital? Well, you see, what they'll get, what they'll get the anger of is you have, say, somebody even like Leo Varadkar with his medical background, and you think with his medical background that he is zoomed in on every aspect of medical procedure. Ah, yeah, but you, put procur- you have procurement departments who buy medical equipment or they buy whatever needs to be put and implanted into, into people's bodies during operations. You then have surgeons who are supposed to be able to do their jobs. Now, I know a lot of this is through investigation. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is you don't need Leo to be actually inside in the storeroom and seeing what's going in there, but you need to see Leo seen that there's competent people employed within our uh, uh, I, I, get, I get that, and, and I understand the point you're making, that the people are employed and competent to do their job. But you if, 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 you look at the, if you look at protests, but, but just rewind out of yesterday, let's look at a couple of the planks of which people are very angry about, right? They're certainly angry about the waste in this country, aren't they? The huge, yes. vast amounts of money that are wasted and are spent here. The upcoming children's hospital is, exa- is an example of that. You might even throw the convention centre into it. They also see waiting lists that are way too long and just getting longer and see people in pain. They see Ireland as a country that is full, right? And we have a housing crisis, right? But yet we have more and more people still continuing to come here at the behest of the government and the bill picked up for it by the government. People are fed up and angry of all of those things. They are, but what I was saying to Seamus there earlier, you have people like myself that are at home that are deeply angry at this country and the way it's going, and I'm into various topics. You heard me speaking about road safety there. Road safety is a total and utter disaster in this country, okay? A total and utter failure. 
So, like, I can get wound up, and I did get wound up the last time I was on your show about road safety because I'm very passionate about it. But I, I, I am so wound up, I haven't even the energy to go up outside the door. So there's an awful lot of people like me at home that are deeply concerned about issues in this country and deeply upset at the way things are being run in this deep country. And I'm very deeply upset okay. the way they come out and say we learn a lesson. Okay, that's fair enough. But yesterday, that was too much and went too far yeah or there no? were people that just want, have legs and people as I said um, wound ah, but, to the yeah but calling people filth worse than a piece of SHIT effing traitors scumbags dirty effing dogs throwing bags of urine and bottles at them physically accosting some of them is, is that not too far it is too far, but what we need to see is, and I, I spoke about this on programmes, we need to see the level of policing in this country. As I often said there, and I said this right. there even about in relation to uh, Bus Aires. No, 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 I don't want to, I'm trying to stay okay, on right. message here. I'm asking you one. Yeah. But what I, the point I'm getting at is the people that ap- at, appeared inside at that protest yesterday, they're coming from communities. They should be dealt with at source. Those people are allowed to do what they like within these communities uh, and this is the anger now so I've done what I like for years in this community I can now accelerate let's that take it to the dog okay alright thanks for that text 0868104106 get it off your chest call Neil Prenderville now on 0818104106 Red FM get involved in the conversation pick up the phone 0818104106 lots by text um, one or two of them here just ahead of the news I thought it was like gangs of New York watching um, the video footage yesterday from Leinster House. I think now is the time for the government to do something positive. Scrap the USC, get rid of the property tax, bring in a 1% wealth tax on the rich and the people who have more property than just one house which they live in. Those could be things that uh, Sinn Féin might decide to do, certainly a wealth tax. It's no surprise what happened yesterday. People are sick of them, off for their long holidays in the country in disarray. They're a joke, the lot of them. Pat says, since the time of the Roman Empire, democratic institutions have feared the mob. Why should our politicians be different? Do your job and you won't have to fear the mob, says Pat. One final one, Tony says, the citizens of this country are fed up with these politicians and their broken promises. It's always going to come to this. It always was. The ordinary people of Ireland are suffering immense hardship. Prices are flying up and there's nothing being done to stop them from doing so. Ireland is awash with money. And we've often spoken about this day coming. It's not like an isolated occurrence. Uh, please, please read this out. Uh, one or two more. Please ask your listeners why refugees from Islamic countries don't go for refuge to other Islamic countries. The answer is because they get nothing whatsoever if they do so. Uh, checking out the footage from the protests yesterday, it was peaceful. The Guardi arrested people who were just standing around. One included a pregnant woman and two women in their 70s. They only arrested people to make up numbers and make the protest look rowdy, says Stephen. Keep in coming. Text 0868104106. I will chat um, in the next hour uh, with Michael Healy Ray and indeed Donna Colera, but I'm mad keen to talk to you guys. Um, so pick up the phone 0818104106. Now, the Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. Text 0868104106. You had Senator Buttermer on with you. Ask him about the mandate he was on about. The government has not carried out the people's mandate. Full stop. Jerry was given his own mandate by the people in the last election. 
that he wasn't wanted. Uh, where is the democracy for all the Irish working hard? The homeless that can't afford to buy a house, rent a house, put food on the table and are working as many hours as they can for a pitiful wage while our government tax to the hilt. People yesterday were sick of all of the government. There's not one of them who deserves to be seated in the doll, and they are useless people. Uh, another few here. Jory Buttermer's on about our elected officials. Does you remember that we didn't vote them in? The two parties that do agree with each other jumped into bed together just to grab power. Um, why don't the politicians ask themselves why people were so angry yesterday? Life is just hell for normal people. That's where the anger is coming from. The country is being run into the ground and if someone questions the elite, they are tired as being far right. It's only a matter of time before there's an all-out war from ordinary people and I, for one, can't wait for it. One or two more politicians are running scared. It's about time they got a shock. They are happy uh, to support the protest if the protest suits them. Irish people are finally waking up to the strokes being pulled by the TDs. And one more, I agree that you can protest if you have issues with politicians. Uh, then become one and make your change by protesting. I don't like politics, but the videos from yesterday I found scary. I would have hate to have been there. Uh, one of the lessons that's been learned from yesterday isn't about listening to what people were protesting about. It seems about putting up more barriers around Leinster House. And a review of security now is underway for politicians. Even Jerry Buttermer decide, uh, mentioned this morning that they may well decide to cordon off many of the access streets from the public. Could you imagine that? If we were living in a country where many of the streets that access Leinster House would be cordoned off from the public. I mean, that's an emergency measure if I ever came across it. Back to the phone lines we go. John, good morning. All right, Neil. How you oh, doing, mate? I'm good, man. I'm good. Go for it. What's on your mind? Yeah, the, the first day, I think I went to see it by uh, my condolences here for uh, your father's death, bike. Oh, that's a lovely thing to say, John. Typical of Cork people. Thank no, you for no, that. No, but I'm going to say, because I went through myself with my mother and my father and my brother. They are dead in a couple of years. Right? Well, listen, so I'm know sorry for your right? troubles as well. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, bye. That was the first thing I wanted to say to you, bye. In regard to the protest, bye, people are getting very angry here, Neil. People are getting very angry here, like. I was saying as your producer there, like, just on one question alone, they're bringing in Ukrainians here, they're bringing modular homes from and everything, like, in a couple of years. And there's over 13,000 Irish homeless. That's not fair, Raleigh. Really. That's what man, and a lot of people as well know. It is. Uh, and there are those that are saying that, is not, that enough is enough, that it has to stop. Uh, I understand that stop, anger. Neil. I mean, it's going to get, like, not going to crash by. It's going to get, like, England and France. If you saw any of the videos in England and France, it's gone totally out of hand, like. So if that was... Just see that island okay. there of uh, Italy. Um, there's only 7,000 of a population there and there was over 10,000 migrants came in there. So, so if, that, the okay, if that's one issue that people are angry or upset or annoyed about, that's fair enough. And there are others like that. They have other I know, things that are on their mind that they're angry about. But yesterday, uh, that went way too far, didn't it? I mean, really, throwing bags of urine, throwing bottles, scuffles. Well, that wouldn't have been over the top, though, Kicking right. out, that been over gallows. The top, like, yeah. With a doll that hanging by a rope? Top, like. Yeah. But you can understand where the anger's coming from as well, Neil, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on with our own homeless issue here, like? There's what, 13,000 homeless here, and they're able to house all them people coming in here, like, you know what I mean? Because they're getting paid by the EU for it. Yeah, but is there not a better, is there not a better way of doing it? 
I don't know the answer to Neil. I mean, I know that they're blown out of proportion over the protests and everything yesterday, like, but... Were you talking to anybody that was actually... Are coming you, from. you were talking to people who were actually there, were you? I was, yeah, yeah. I was going to see people I was talking to. Had you planned on going there? I did, I did, but unfortunately, with circumstances with me son and everything, okay. I, I couldn't get up there. Are you glad that you didn't now go there? I am, in the way, I am. Okay. I've been honest with you, Neil, anyway, to be the rest of myself, because I'd lost the plot. <laughs> I would have I would, I would got very angled as well, like. Yeah, yeah. I would have got very angled. Well, you mean you'd have I done, mean, you'd have done more? Are you saying you'd have done me. more than shouted at people, would you? Well, I'd have probably kicked down the barriers, Neil. Yeah, yeah. I probably would have, like, it's as simple as that, right? Okay, all right. Thanks for that, John. Appreciate it. I'm going to jump in here because I know that uh, Michael Healy Ray is having one hell of a busy morning, but he joins me by phone. Michael, good morning. Good morning to you and your listeners. Okay, how bad was it, Michael? How bad was it? Can you hear me? I think I've that line's dropped on me, guys. I'll see if it's still there. Sorry, Michael, are you still there? I lost you for a second. Are you there? Yeah. Sorry, you're, you're there. I missed you there, Michael. I was just asking you the question, how bad was it? Well, look, don't mind about me. The protest, of course, it was bad. And there was a young lady with me. It was her first day. And uh, she's on an official intern program from America. And she was shoved and pushed and had to listen to all that very bad language and abuse. Her mobile phone was stolen. Uh, in the altercations that took place, the Gardaí were subjected to things being thrown at them, bottles were thrown at them, and uh, it was like a free-for-all, of course, but that's not proper protest. I value very much the idea of people being able to go to the Dáil and to protest, and I welcome that, but uh, this wasn't normal behaviour. Uh, these people were on a different agenda and there's no room, in my opinion, for that type of activity. That's not right. They had no message. They didn't have any ask of government or of opposition. They were only there to cause trouble and disruption and mm. I don't like that. Um, one or two politicians seem to have been singled out, for want of a better term. Yourself and um, Donic O'Leary from, from Sinn Féin. Um, was it just, that just bad timing as on, on, from the point of view of when you were going in or do they have an actual well, agenda or what? No, I'll word it to a different way. There was a person, a very nice man, he works with the catering staff in the Dáil and he had his official badge which he has to wear you know, around his neck. And when they saw that yesterday, they started shouting abuse and horrible things at him. And uh, this man was going and doing his day's work. We had journalists there yesterday who were covering uh, the first day of the new Dahl term, and they were called every name of the sun. These were people who were there reporting on democracy and holding us to account and what's going on in the Dahl. And those people were targeted. So it's wrong on so many fronts. It made no sense. And uh, do not need just to lighten it a small bit. Uh, any of the people that I saw... I wouldn't be anxious to take any of them to the bog with me because I don't think they'd be much good. Uh, I don't think... Yeah, that, what do you mean by that, that they wouldn't be of a working background, people who get up and get a job, is it? Well, I'll put it to you this way. I just wouldn't like to be relying on them to do any type of work with me, whether it would be mental work or physical work. I just wouldn't like to be relying on them because what I saw yesterday, I don't think they'd be fit for much, really. And they were shouting a lot about taxpayers and about where taxpayers' money was going. 
another thing I wouldn't like to be re- relying on. I wouldn't want to be relying on their taxes because I wouldn't think that them, their efforts in life might have paid much tax. Okay, so you're, 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 that's, that's a very broad brush against anybody who was there yesterday, that they don't have a job and they don't pay tax. No, well, well, if you want to take the side of the people that I listened to yesterday, that's entirely up to you. But <laughs> I tell you that not... what I saw yesterday, their behaviour and what they were saying and what they were doing left a lot to be desired. Okay, okay. And I think I'm perfectly entitled to make the comments that I'm making because I think it, it's fair comment, in my opinion. Okay. It's not the protesting, but it's the level to which it went to yesterday. There was quite an amount of abuse thrown at people like your good self. They were called filth. You were said that you were worse than a piece of SHIT, an effing traitor, a scumbag, and an effing dog. Did you hear any of those? There was so much of a racket going on. I really wasn't taking much notice of what they were saying, but it was a sort of a deafening amount of abuse. But like I say, a young girl was shot. I know, I know. And pushed. And that's not right. That's not normal. And if you think those people are normal, because I think you were defending them there, that I was... No, I'm not in any way, shape or form. Don't be putting words well, in my I, mouth now. What well, I'm saying is well, you, you're, you're, well, you're giving a very broad brush that anybody that went there yesterday doesn't have a job and doesn't pay tax. That's all I said. Yes, and I think that what I said was fair enough. Okay, okay. What I saw yesterday, you weren't there, I was. No, I wasn't. I saw them and I heard them. And, I, and, and you, and and you needed a guard escort to get through it, in fairness. At any stage, do you think, this is a bad idea, I need to get out of here? Well, all I was doing was going about my business. I had a laptop that needed uh, attention, and I had to go to a building to give that in to those people. And uh, I had avoided the protest because I had actually taken a longer route to be away from them but when I landed to the door of where I should have been going in that door was firmly shut and there was actually a shutter down and uh, I couldn't get in with my laptop and that's when some people in the crowd saw me and then all of a sudden they were like sheep following each other and uh, and then the abuse and all that racket started so it was it was unfortunate but they won't stop me of doing my job. I'm elected to represent real people. I'm elected to represent people that want me to be there as a voice for them. And those people, and I'll say it again to you, there was no sign of them early this morning. I wonder what time will they rise out today? Fair point. And will they start shouting again? Fair point. And, uh, and if I'm branding them as being people that I wouldn't like to be relying on for work, I'll say it again to you. And I'll be very mm. clear about it. Mm. And when I and if you take offence to what I said about their paying tax, I'll say it again. The Exchequer would be a poor place if we were relying on those people to put money into our coffers. You pay your tax. Your listeners pay your tax. But I'd like to see what they're paying. So they don't represent the population of Ireland in any way, shape or form en masse then? Absolutely nobody. Because they're not... The people that I see come into the Dáil, respectable people from disability groups, from the family organisations, the teachers, the nurses, all the different sec- sectors of society, they're so welcome to come to Dublin. And I enjoy going out and meeting those people and listening to them and hearing what they tell me and the other uh, elected uh, representatives. And our job at Talk to Dáil is a messenger of the people. I'm there as a servant the, of the people yeah. of, of Ireland and of Kerry to be there to speak up for them and I hope that by listening to 
people who come uh, voicing their concerns that it makes me uh, a more rounded and better politician that I take on board what I'm told and, and what I listen to. But how could you listen to that? rubbish that went on yesterday. They gave no message to anybody. Okay. And the yeah, only yeah, okay. person they left down was themselves. Okay, but you, you make the point over and over again and uh, it's a, a valid point that they have no skin in the game themselves. But but what of their message though, the things that they are protesting about, um, do, you, do, you, do you accept that there is disquiet in Ireland, that people are unhappy and they feel disenfranchised and left out? Well, if, the, if yesterday is their way of giving a message to politicians, they'd want to sit down inside in a room together and reorganise themselves and think about giving a different message. Because what everybody was scratching their heads at yesterday, they were saying, what brought those people at all? What was their message? What did they want? Because as far as I could see, all they were doing was shouting and bawling and, and using bad language. The, the real protesters that come to, to Dublin, I never hear them using bad language. And I've met so many nice people. I've met thousands and thousands of people. I remember one time, 20,000 people, real men and women and fa- families from the farming s- uh, sector in Ireland, they came to the Dáil, 20,000 of them. Right. And they gave a great account of what they wanted for farming. This is many, many years ago. And I was so proud and glad of the protest. There wasn't a handful of guards on duty that day doing traffic control. And uh, the crowd were able to mind themselves because they were so organised by our IFA and ICMSA and all the other... Peaceful protest is what you're talking about. Peaceful protest. They're real people. They're the workers of Ireland coming up to to give a message to us and tell us what we should be doing, and rightly so. Um, Do you mind me asking, just personally, did did you have a conversation or a chat with the political intern, the young girl from America afterwards, about how she felt about what happened? What did she say about it? Well, she was obviously very rattled. When you come from America to learn about Irish politics, you don't think that you'll be shoved and pushed. You don't think that your phone will be stolen. She was left yesterday evening without all her contacts and all her personal stuff, which she had to go trying to retrieve. I spoke to her there earlier this morning. And it's an extremely upsetting thing. But I want to thank people that made contact and that uh, want to meet with her. The tarnished his office, the Minister for Finance, the Minister for Justice, all of these people, the Minister for Education, they were very concerned about what happened. Okay. And, and, uh, in, okay. In, in South Kerry, you, you, you don't have any issues with people, do you? You don't get grief or argy-bargy or people shouting, calling your names or anything. You, you don't have to take particular security uh, precautions when you go to clinics. And you, you do an awful lot of them all over. I, I see your signs everywhere. Will you have to change now? Are, are, are politicians more aware of their safety now? If, if, if those few people that were there yesterday think that they'll make any change to me or anything that I do, I'll, I, I'll continue doing my work and it'll take a lot more than a couple of people shouting bad language and acting like big men shoving girls around the place. If they think that they'll upset me or rattle me, I'm afraid they'll have to start getting up a bit earlier in the morning. Okay, okay. And they won't be able to do that. Thank you, Michael. As always, Michael Healy Ray, text 0868104106. I'll stay with the phone lines and take an ad break and do some more calls and texts. But Jackie has been waiting for a while. Let's get her on the air. Jackie, good morning. Hello. Hello. Are there aspects of what we've done already this morning you wanted to pick up on? 
Yes, I want to pick up straight away. I wanted to ask actually Jackie Healy Ray a question. Uh, no, I, I had I had told Jackie Healy Ray that his conversation would be just with me, so that's not All possible. Right. Okay, but go okay. ahead anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, from my temper is boiling now from what he actually said about the people that were up there yesterday about their backgrounds and like genuinely they had to be unemployed. You know, to be up there, yes. No, the, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just, just on a point of correction, you, we're talking about Michael Healy. I think you might have said Jackie, Michael but Healy yeah, Ray, yeah, Michael, yeah. go ahead. Michael Healy. Uh, about get, like, getting so up in the morning, going out and getting a job. Yes. The next time, now he's in his own constituency, and maybe other politicians that have taught the same as him yesterday. The next time they knock at an unemployed person's door, will they bother to do it? Will they bother dirty in their hands? To knock at an unemployed person's door, Neil. I'm very cross about this now. That was a horrific statement. Everything that goes well, on in this country are blamed on the unemployed. Well, hold on a second now. There are different reasons for people not having a job. They could have a disability. They could have issues in their lives that would oh, prevent them going. And that's and totally acceptable. But unfortunately, there is a cohort, and thank God it's an ever-diminishing cohort of people in Ireland who have never worked and never, ever want to work. And so in the private sector, and so in the private sector. So in the private sector, there are people there that are committing crimes morning, noon and night. And do we segregate them? No, we don't, Neil. If a crime is committed in the morning, we're not rushing straight away to say, oh, that, that fellow works in the private sector. Is he the fellow that's done it all the way? No, the first person that's spent in this country is the unemployed. And I'm sorry, no, Neil, I have to go. I'm in a horrific temper this morning. OK, thanks for that. Much obliged to you. Uh, some might suggest that maybe it was a broad brush, but he stands over the point he made and made it a number of times, as in you wouldn't be relying on the protesters yesterday to get up and do an honest day's work in the morning. Susan, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Thank you for holding. Um, Thank you so much. W- w- I don't know whether you were there or not or had thought about going or what? No, I live in Dublin. I'm from Cork okay. and I live in Dublin and I had planned to go in but my small fella, um, I got a phone call from the school to say he was sick but I was 100% going in, 100% going why? in. Why, why, why? Because I agree with the protesters, I agree with uh, the organisers of the protest. Uh, Derek Bly is one of them from Ireland First. I agree with his messages and I agree with everything that he was standing up for yesterday. Mm. I don't agree with the violence. I 100% don't agree with that. Okay, the intimidation, the name calling, oh God, the throwing of bags of, of urine. No, uh, the doll, no, I'd be the very do- peaceful now. The doll hanging from the gallows with photographs of politicians. Um, that That's Quite a threatening message, actually. A doll hanging well, by a rope on the gallows. Now, I don't think that they should be politicians, to be fair. You know what I mean? I mean, what about Ashling Murphy, who died? Was she that delicate? What about the, the men in Sligo, the gay men that were killed? Were, were they that delicate? Well, what about the lady that was slashed across the face last week? I understand. How delicate was she? I, no, I understand all of that. And they're, they're tragic crimes committed against... They are and, crimes committed. And they're all committed by one cohort of people that are coming into the country undocumented. Oh, but sure, who the, like, who the government men- are inviting into our country? Well, we we I have, really, we have, an, we have an issue with the. No, but yeah. I really, I really believe this is our time to stand up and to fight for our country. This is our country, and look at what the government are doing to us. And they're not my government. Leo Varadkar was elected on the fifth of the sixth council. Well, why then He's didn't the protesters? Why didn't? Or maybe they did. I didn't hear it. But why weren't the protests shouting things like that, saying "Stop! I think that the stop, undem- over. stop undocumented migration"? 
nation. Why didn't... Why, why but, but that is it. That is a point. If you look at Derek Blythe from Ireland first or the Irish National Party, that's, they're sick of saying it. They're blue in the face and saying it. And they're just called right-wing and racist. I'm no racist. I was saying it to your... Um, sorry, no, I just... I feel so passionate about this. Um, I was saying to your, re- your researcher that I take in uh, international students to make ends meet. Uh, and just to let Michael Healy Ray know, I work two jobs and I'm educated to a postgraduate level. So thank you very so much. So you I would have been like there that. yesterday as a taxpayer and a working person. Yeah. 100%. I was taking half day off work to go in. 100% I was going in there yesterday. 100%. Yeah. But... Um, Oh, I would say, oh yeah, I um, I host international students. Now I'm getting requests from the Ukraine. From I will specify safe parts of the Ukraine, the west west of Ukraine, looking for accommodation in my house under the ARP program for uh, Ukrainians who want to come here for the free accommodation. Eight hundred euros. The government would pay me. Wait a second. Have, have they said that to you though? Yes, yes, they're from safe parts of the Ukraine and they're coming here for the free education because they don't need How to do pay they for say, university do they, Is education. that an email or something or a telephone conversation? They come through agencies. They come through agencies. I'm um, a member no, no, of the agencies. But, but are you suggesting that's the reason they're coming or are they saying to you so that's the reason? They're Oh, so you're suggesting it then, but they didn't actually no, say it. I'm, I'm getting emails from agencies. They're specifying the parts of the Ukraine. I get, I get their name, I get their age, I get their sex, I get their address, and they tell me that they're coming here to study because they're entitled to free um, education in the universities, and they say that they're going to pay me through the ARP programme, which is €800 Euros per month mm. per head. Mm. Now, how is that fair? So this is, uh, this is coming here for a better life as opposed to fleeing war. Exactly, they're okay. economic migrants. Yeah, okay. How is that fair but on just, a fellow that's in the independent this morning sleeping in the woods? Oh, no, I understand all of that. I understand that there's anger no, over it. I'm not angry with you, I swear to God. I'm just, I feel so passionate about this. I really do feel so passionate. There was a fellow in Clondalkin who had his tongue cut out about two weeks ago. His tongue was cut out of his head by migrants. Now, that didn't make the paper. Yeah, well, you know, again, the only rebuttal that I can give to that is that not all not all crime in this country is committed by people who come in here, whether legally oh, or totally illegally. I totally agree. We have our own Scots and our own couriers. I totally agree. Okay. But why are we taking in other countries' right. Scots and their couriers? Okay, thanks and for that. Okay. If I say one other thing? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, I'd just like to know how Michael Healy Ray felt about his planning permission being denied for his three-story extension to his guest house uh, that he's taking all the Ukrainians. Next time I have him on, I'll ask him that question on your behalf. I wasn't aware of either the Ukrainian uh, centre that was being put up or whether or not there was planning, uh, but I will ask him next time. Uh, text 0868104106. I did promise that I would try because I know he's had a busy morning and, and respect to Donegal Larry, who was attending a funeral, but I think he's up to, he's in a position maybe to chat for a couple of seconds. Donegal, good morning. Good morning, Ed. And I do appreciate you taking the time because uh, I know that um, you were paying respects this morning. There's a bit of pushback this morning, Donica, from people listening, albeit that the protests went too far, but that there are still valid reasons for them being at the Dáil yesterday and the state of our country. Well, look, I mean, I suppose I wouldn't necessarily agree with the protest, but I agree with that point. I would agree very much that people have a right to protest and they have a right to protest about these issues. There's no question about that. I suppose the question is, how do you protest? But I don't have any problem in the whole earthly world with people protesting about migrants, about Ukrainians, about any of those things at the dial once they do it in a decent sort of way. And I have no problem with that. That is their constitutional right. And I would defend that. I would defend that. Even if I don't agree with all the things that they'd be protesting about, I would absolutely defend 
their right to protest. So how bad did it get yesterday? Well, like, I mean, look, I was only, I, I was out there for a few minutes. I was going across to a meeting with Conor and Gwelga, just about the development of the Irish language that was on in Boswell's hotels. If people know just the layout of that part of Dublin City, it's just across the street. Um, and I was coming back uh, and I was I was trying to get back in and obviously it was prevented and, and so on. And I had to go around the long way. Like, there was an awful lot, like, there was a lot of shouting, there was a lot of pushing and shoving. Um, I, I suppose Michael Healy Ray, I, I believe, had a bottle thrown in his direction. Um, you know, different things like that. Like, I mean, I think I think it was quite aggressive. I think it was quite aggressive. And at one stage, think, did you have four uniformed Gardaí escorting you down Kildare Street? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I suppose they just advised me that they weren't going to be able to get me in that side um, and that it would... That, that I would have to go around. But why didn't um, you? Why didn't you back off and say this is not a safe place to be? Well, look, I mean, I suppose Neil. Like, I mean, I I had a busy day yesterday. I wanted to get back and do my work. I'm very proud to be elected by the people of Cork. Um, I won't be deterred from from doing my job uh, by by those protesters or by anyone else. Um, that's that's what I'm elected to do. And the only people who pass judgment on that at the end of the day are the people of Cork when when that time comes. Uh, so look, I had things. I had I had two more speaking slots that I had that day. You're, what, had, what you're saying is you would not be deterred by them from going about your job. No, no, absolutely not. Like I mean, I look. I I I think it's very important that whether people agree with their elected representatives or not. Like I mean, I, I believe I'm doing the best I can for the people of the city and county, and uh, I want to try and get on with that. And look, people will have disagreements with me. People can protest about me as much as they want, and that is absolutely fair enough. But I suppose. All I was looking to do was to get inside and to, to do the job that I was elected to do. Um, I, I I really think, like, look, I think the people involved in those protests did their cause no favours yesterday, um, to be honest. Um, like, I think the stuff with the gallows, um, you know, there's an implied threat of violence there. Yeah, how, are you to, how are you to interpret that, um, a doll hanging from the gallows on a rope and politicians' names? Is that a threat of physical violence, do you think, in the future? Yeah, look, I mean, obviously it's symbolic, like, so it's hard to, to, I suppose you can't pin it down, but like, I think there is, I think it's fair to say there's an implied threat of violence there um, in that, and I, I think that's completely out of bounds. Like, look, I mean, I, I, I think it's a shame what happened yesterday, and I think, you know, it also, there were other people who wanted a protest that day, and I suppose their protests were undermined as well. Like, I think there was people looking to protest around defective blocks and their homes that have been damaged. Uh, and obviously that, you know, was completely upscuttled by the nature of these protests. Now, like, I mean, it's not uncommon for protests to happen at the same time, but, but clearly any other protest would have been, you know, lost in the chaos there that was yesterday. So, look, I mean, if people are saying, uh, today I haven't been listening, um, but, like, if people are saying, like, that there's a right to protest, they're completely right. And if they want to protest about refugees and Ukrainians, they are completely entitled to and that. The That's teaching not, of you know, sex education to our children yeah, and the manner uh, in which it's taught. Listen, there isn't, a, there, like, I mean, they are absolutely entitled to protest about all those things. And to be fair, like, I mean, God, there's protests almost every day, not quite every day, but almost every day. And you'd agree with some of them, you wouldn't agree with others. You can almost always go out and have a conversation with people. And it might be robust and it might be frank and all that kind of thing. Like, that's different from, like, you couldn't get in old age ways here. Like, and it was, it was a lot of shouting and roaring. Like, so I think there is a difference there. Like, I mean, look, I'm not going to be deterred by or put off by it, I'm going to keep on doing what I'm going There's to the do. There's the Green TD quoted this morning, uh, Marco Kosick, who fears that an Irish politician could be murdered if this current trend continues. He tweeted, do we imagine we are far from a Joe Cox moment, he says. Is, is that not incendiary or is, is he right? Uh, 
I, I don't know what to make of that. Like, I mean, I suppose, like, I mean, that was a very particular set of circumstances. Like, I think, you know, like, look, if there's going to be protests and it turn violent, then obviously that's something that we don't want. I don't want to speculate on what was a very particular incident in Britain. Um, like, I don't believe anyone there yesterday as much as I think it was a, 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 not a great protest at all, a chaotic protest. I don't think there was any, in, I'm, I'm not sure there was any intention for to do anything like that. No, I'm just I'm saying, would sure. it be interpreted I, as a warning or yeah, a threat? Look, I mean, look, I think it, it's a protest that has to be, like, I mean, I think the outcome of yesterday has to be taken seriously. Like, I mean, I think, you know, that's, it's not a small event, but I, I don't know that it's helpful to speculate about things that might happen in the future or might not. I think what's important is that the message goes out that, you know, you are free to protest, you are welcome to protest, you have a constitutional right to protest, but, but you know, protest has to be peaceful and protest has to, I suppose, involve some amount of respect for, for people of a different opinion as okay. well. Like, do, you you have any, do you have any security protocol on, on Lisa that you have to follow that perhaps you didn't follow five years ago or three years ago, for instance? Uh, well, like, I mean, I suppose when you say a protocol, I might, like, I mean, I, there are certainly... There, there would be uh, I, I would be conscious I suppose of security and I, I mean I would be conscious of security of my staff um, and I suppose I, I would attempt not to be careless now but like I mean having said that no I'm not I'm not exactly the president either and I, I don't need a, a coterie of, of bodyguards or anything like that um, You don't but, get any but, grief then? And no, not really. No, to be honest with you, like and listen, like I mean, that doesn't mean that somebody might have a crossword with you on the street. But look, I mean, that's fair enough too. Like I mean, I think that's a different thing. And um, then, then the level of what happened yesterday, like, look, I'm, I, 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 I want to be clear. Like, I'm not looking for any sympathy in relation to yesterday at all. I, uh, it was unfortunate. But look, I'm going to keep on getting on with my job. I'm not okay. going to be deterred. Okay. Um, but, okay. but in the bigger picture, like, I mean, I think. You know, I think people who are protesting, you know, 99.999% of people do it the right way. And that can be colourful and loud, um, but it shouldn't ever involve threats of violence. Or, or, the, or, the, or the name calling, which was quite abusive, yeah. filth and traitor and scumbag and stuff. So the big the big response so far has been, and Jerry Buttonberg mentioned earlier this morning, just finally, that they may decide to restrict access to the public on the streets around Leinster House. Is that a step too far? Yeah, look, I certainly wouldn't like to see it. Like, I mean, I suppose the guards and the, the security personnel in the office will have to review all this kind of stuff. I, I, to be honest, I like actually, like, you know, a lot of protests I'd be very sympathetic with. I like being able to leave a debate and go out and talk to people and hear their stories. Like, I'm thinking of, you know, going out and meeting the families uh, from the Beaumont nursing home and meeting the, the, the relatives of the people who are worried and stressed. Countless other protests like that. I like going out and talking to them. Like, that's... You know, it's it's a part of the life of the Doyle and the Shannon, like is, is that. So I wouldn't like to see it happen like that. But look, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't either say that, you know, the Gardaí and the security personnel don't have to have a discussion about the future going forward. I, I don't know what that's going to involve, but, but like I, I, I think it would be a shame if that was lost. OK, we can't, we can't in any way talk about what will happen next, but you are aware that there were 13 arrests yesterday. Yeah, I am. I don't know a lot about that now, to be honest. Okay. But I, I, I saw news reports that there were arrests, um, but I, I, I don't know who they are or why that was. Okay, all right, Donica, thanks for taking the call. Appreciate it, uh, Donica Lira, Sinn Fein, Cork, South Side, Central TD. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. We got calls on the way. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. Oh eight one eight one zero four one zero six.
Red FM. Uh, many, many thanks. Over 90% of the Irish people want the borders closed. Over 98% of Gardaí have no confidence in Drew Harris. No one of the government is listening. That's the problem. Yesterday's protest was pure frustration. If someone from the government is concerned about these protests, could they not just meet and debate and reassure people that they're listening and have people's best interests at heart. So until then, anger will keep rising, and rightly so, because the TDs that got their number ones from the electorate are doing F all to help them, and their families exist in this corrupt country. It's very interesting text, that, because if you look at anybody who's, um, say, on an average income, or even well above average income these days, who is a son or daughter who wants to work and live and stay in Ireland and marry or not marry, settle down, have children or not have children, to be able to afford to buy their own house. Forget about it, baby. Forget about it. And that's where much of the anger comes from. And and yes, government might say, well, that's not actually not actually within our remit. You know, we can't control house prices. We can't control the price of what somebody might build a home or build a housing estate for. No, maybe not. But you could build more houses as a country. You could build more houses as a government. I know, go back to the old chestnut of what was done in Ireland in the 1950s. And there was a will and a way back then to build huge and vast amounts of houses everywhere you go now, particularly um, the further you go from city and suburban areas. But they're not exclusively outside of the fact of homes that are just vacant or empty or derelict. But if you go into countryside areas or county towns or villages or areas like that, there is just a plague of vacant properties. Anyway, back to the text. Yesterday was just the people of this country letting this government know that we've had enough of what is going on in our country. They need to wake up and smell the coffee and listen to the people. Uh, and a few more. They deserve everything they got yesterday. They have no pity on the poor people that are barely existing in this country for a long time. The country is in and out of um, an SHIT hole because of the clowns in power. Everything has gone wrong with this country down to their disrespect for the people of Ireland. I heard politicians of all hues moaning about yesterday's programme, yesterday's protests on your programme this morning. Not one of them has asked what the protesters are protesting about. Maybe therein lies the problem. One final one for now. The politicians on air all said that they have uh, a civil conversation uh, with TDs um, all they have to do is have a civil conversation with the TDs and just talk and ask questions and not to do what they did. But how did that work out for the man who asked the Lord Mayor a question and was being very civil, asking the question? What did the Lord Mayor do? Laugh in the man's face and sing a song. So can you blame people for getting angry while getting no answers on anything, says Mark Anthony Lane. Keep those texts coming, and there are many of them. Text 0868-104-106. Back to the phone lines we go. Dan, good morning. Good morning, Good morning, Jim. Um, while my people friend. have a road... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, right to protest. Oh, Mike, my friend orders this here, first of all, right? Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. But anyway, people have the right. And you know what? The anger that's in this country hasn't even begun yet. And I was on the radio. I was on the station with Julia at the start of the year. And they said there's going to be a revolution and it's starting. Well, uh, the, the revolution has started because 200 people behaved the way they did at Leinster House well, yesterday. It's, it's, it's going to increase. It's going to increase. People feel we've had enough. We know what's going on. We're all being hoodwinked. They're all coming in under the radar. Nothing being done about it. No checks. Telling your passports and planes. Come on, hey. So if for, if, for instance, if, for instance, the country were to say and the government was to say, we can no longer house any more refugees, albeit from Ukraine or elsewhere. We can no longer build modular homes, give over hotels and, you know, housing and what have you. 
and also said that we will no longer allow anybody come in here under an international protection order with or without a passport, would everybody then be happy? You see, the problem is... Because that, that, that probably should happen, right? Oh, yeah. But I mean, it should be 50-50. If there's a thousand modular homes going up for Ukrainians, another thousand for the Irish. It's not happening. Nothing has been done for the tw- over the 12,000 Irish people that are homeless. And there's guys and women out there working, and they haven't got a bob left over at the end of the but week. No, but no, here's that's my question. If that was stopped, right? And if they took out of the libraries books like This Book is Gay and other sex manuals that are being taught to young children, would all of this then stop? Mm, good question, good question. Or is, is it deeper than that? That is, look, we, now, the state, we don't, we, don't, we don't have this country no more. It's been run by the EU, right? But people have to rise up. I mean, so we, we've had enough. We've had enough. I mean, so you've got, you've got the T-shirt, the Tarnas, the there in New York, and Eamon Ryan. I wonder if Eamon Ryan cycle there. You know? They're over there swan singing. They don't give a damn. I suppose that's about timing more than anything else, being in New York, you know? I wonder if they know this was coming up and they got out in time. Well, you know that they didn't. They me say, even the Gardaí some time ago told the politicians, you better wear fast-running shoes. Mm. You know, they got their warning. Yeah. So is this, is yesterday a warning of worse to come, you're saying? Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Okay. People had enough of that. Look, we're sick of it. Hold on, I'm hold an old age pensioner. I'm, on, I'm an old age pensioner now. But I tell you something, if I was working in the morning and I paying a mortgage, why, Jesus, I'd be angry too. There are reasonable reasons for people to be angry. Um, people who have sick children should be very angry with regards to waiting lists and not being able to get um, operations for them and relief of pain. Also, people with children who have special needs where they can't get a proper education or get the kind of occupational therapy that they need. Anybody that's elderly that's looking, and I actually had this myself in my own life, trying to get, desperately trying to get some kind of home help hours for their aged parent or mother, but yet they're just completely and utterly swamped and drowning in bureaucracy and one department of government not talking to the other. I understand all of that. I mean, it's deeper than just people arriving into the country without passports. It really is. Look at all the children that's waiting for operations. Okay. You know, yeah. it's a nut of disgrace and the spinal thing that's gone on at the moment. Let, let me see the if point. I can just bring Joan in, actually, because I'm going to be out of time this side of 11. Joan, good morning. Good morning. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'd like to offer my condolences, first of Well, you're very kind. People have been really kind this morning, and I do appreciate every single one of them. Texts as well. Thank you. You're welcome. It's just something that Michael Healy Ray said, like that people uh, that shouldn't be up there protesting on probably the people that never worked a day in their life. Yeah, I mean, to, to summarise it, he's saying something along the lines of, why aren't they out, why aren't they out working for a living? Well, maybe they got a day off. But anyway, Neil, it's like I'm working since I'm 14. Yeah. I'm nearly now 66 and I'm still working. And those people represented me as well. Why would the people that never worked a day in their life want to be protesting when they were better off than those that when they're working mm. Mm. for most of the people? Yeah, but that's, that's no reason, really, you know, not to work. You know, that's just lazy. Yeah, I, that's just yeah, a lazy I, person. 
It is a lazy person. And the people that were getting out of bed every morning to go to work. Yeah, we may feel like fools because we, we get absolutely nothing for our tax. I understand all of that. Anything you want as a working person, you've got to pay for it. But it's still no reason to be lazy or to be a scrounger. Oh, no, it's not. I would listen, as I said, me, I'm working all my life and I'm still working now. And I'll be 66 next week. Mm. I had a bit of time for Michael Healy Ray, but after his comments this morning, I don't have any more time for him. That you couldn't rely on them to do a day's work kind of thing? No, no, I've no more time for him after his comments this morning. He was like, uh, what is all the unemployed was there, you know? Yes. Not at yes. That was, was a step too far. There was, there was working people there as well, now, you know? Okay. We've had no. All right, thank you both. Text 0868104106, back after the break. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Text and WhatsApp 0868104106, Cork's Red FM. Uh, more calls after 11, but I am obliged to check um, comments made on air, and one of them had to do with uh, Michael Healy Ray TD um, and accommodation for Ukrainian refugees, and we have fact-checked that, and of course it's a story out of Tralee where the Independent said that the Kerry TD owns several properties in Tralee uh, and they list them, but the caller on air just a little while ago was referencing planning permission that was refused for the extension to a guest house that Michael Healy Ray owns in Tralee. Uh, it was uh, planning permission to uh, extend the guest house, which is currently being used to house Ukrainian refugees. The planning permission application was to, uh, the extension to include eight additional guest rooms a new dining and lounge areas, extension to the kitchen area, a laundry room and a caretaker's office, uh, 19 car spaces, uh, and it was uh, turned down. Um, people in the in the community just uh, objected to it. So that's the point that was being made with regards to uh, Michael Lili Ray and his housing of Ukrainian refugees. Um, I, I'm also obliged to tell you that there is absolutely nothing um, in any way, shape or form questionable about anybody uh, doing work on buildings or anything like that to house uh, immigrants or indeed refugees of all sorts. It just happens to be a comment that was made about Michael Healy Ray. I do, I do see a lot. Uh, I saw um, a hotel that had been closed in derelict for many, many, many years in South Kerry and I've often wondered driving past it for years would anything ever be done about it? And then about a year ago, I saw all sorts of work being done. Um, masses of work done, huge amounts of construction. I was delighted because I used to love going in there. There's a lovely restaurant in there and everything. And it was all completed and finished about three weeks ago. And I pulled up to go in and wish them well and see what the menu was like to find that it was all barricaded off and there was no access to the public, although there were people inside. Uh, but of course, the renovation work was obviously done to bring it back to life but not for the general public as a hotel or a guest house or anything like that or a bar, but for refugees. And that's what it is being used for. Um, it's a sorry sight as you pass them because you have people inside. They're behind this big barricade, this big metal barricades, um, uh, just just hanging around and smoking and kids playing and very much segregated. Now, I, I do accept they can go come and go with regards to moving around in the general community as well. Back after 11, text 0868 104 106.